This is the Lucas Miles Show, and I'm your host, Lucas Miles. Thanks for listening. This is really kind of our sophomore uh, season. We're back from a little bit of a hiatus that we took at the start of this year, kicking off this new season with a brand new episode from one of our favorites, and I believe one of your favorites as well, Devon Franklin. Devon, of course, is a filmmaker. He's an author. He's a speaker. This guy preaches. I mean, he he's an incredible guy. I've just enjoyed so much getting to know him. I think he holds the record for the most appearances on the Lucas Miles Show. And he is back this week to talk to us about his new film, Breakthrough. And this the, the logline of this film is when her 14-year-old son drowns in a lake, a faithful mother prays for him to come back from the brink of death and be healed. It's an incredible story. I recorded this interview with Devon at the National Religious Broadcasters Proclaim 2019 event in Anaheim, California. Of course, NRB is just always been just an incredible uh, friend of the show. We record a lot of episodes there every year, and this episode is no different. We got a chance to sit down with Devon, spend some time with him, talk through the new movie, some other projects that he has in the works, and just really, of course, how he does it all. I think you're going to love this episode. Take a listen. Devon Franklin, from the National Religious Broadcasters Proclaim 2019. Welcome to the Lucas Miles Show. I'm your host, Lucas Miles, and I am here with the man himself, Devon Franklin. Yo, what's up, man? Good to see you again. It's always good to see you. Likewise. Likewise, man. What's Devon Franklin like on a bad day? I don't think I've seen that yet. Is there <laughs> is there a such thing? Oh, man. On a bad day? No, you have day. to answer like your wife was here. That's how you have to yeah. answer. You know, I don't think that she would say a bad day. I think she would say bad moments. Okay, good. <laughs> you know, probably a little more short, you know, in my answers, a little more focused on what it is I'm trying to get resolved or whatever is concerning me at the moment. But yeah, they, those moments happen. They happen. I get it. Can, first of all, congratulations on all this success. You know, over the last year, it's been a year since I think we've had you on the program. It's just so cool to see the projects and the books and and everything else. And I tell you all the time, I love your hustle and it's just uh, you, it man. just keeps going. So I appreciate it. You know, we are trying to change the world. You got to do no it. No rest for the weary. So you got it. You got a couple new things hitting here. So we have a new movie we're going to talk about and then also a new book. Why don't we start and talk about the book here a little bit? Okay, great. Great. So tell me about it. Yeah, it's called The Truth About Men, uh, What Men and Women Need to Know. And it's really a book about love. It's all about how we as men learn to love because I think that's really the problem is that in, in our culture relative to the behavior that we're seeing with men is that men, as men, we don't love well. A lot of times we don't love ourselves. We also don't know how to give love. And when you don't know how to give love, it's very hard to receive it. So I really wanted to write a book about a manual about how we as men learn to love, become the men we were created to be, and also give women information along the way. Because a lot of women are in the dark about who we as men are, how we think, how we operate. Without that knowledge, it hurts their power. So I wanted to empower women, not by telling them what they need to do differently, but by giving them information, which I think can improve their dealings with men and also help them decode the type of man they're dealing with at the same time motivating us as men to do our work 
and become the men we can be. I like that. You know, there's a, as kind of the pastoral side of my world, there's a book that I always recommended, which was Archibald Hart's book, The Sexual Man. But I always tell people, you can't read that on an airplane. And it's it's like 20 years old now. And so I think it's very, we're very due for an updated messaging of helping people to understand the dynamics of, of masculinity and how that both comes across and also how people can, you know, how, how the opposite sex can intersect that differently. Who modeled this to you in your life to maybe show you some of these things? No one. <laughs> that's why I wrote the book. <laughs> yeah, man, no, nah, no one did. So that's why I feel like there's a void out there. And so I really wanted to write this to say, as best I can, you know, I'm only one man. Here's, here's how we can do our work. Here's how we can, you know, try to become the men we were called to be and no longer allow the least common denominator of our emotions and our urges to disrupt and rule our life. And so, you know, it's interesting. I love how people are responding to the book. I mean, men across the world are loving it and women across the world are loving it. But I think there's a lot of truth in there because so often we talk at one another, we don't talk with one another. And so this book is a really good conversation starter because it starts to look underneath the hood of all these things that a lot of times we suppress that we're in denial about. And I do think the book inspires truthfulness in a way I think that'll be transformative. Is this something you see couples? I mean, are they um, are they reading it together? Is it the guy reading it and then slipping it over to the wife's side of the coffee table no, or something? No, it's actually the other way. You know, yeah. <laughs> women are reading it and slipping it over to the guy. But a lot of it is, you know, singles reading the book. Because I think singleness is an area that's very difficult for so many people to navigate. That's also an area of pain. And I think the book does a good job of helping resolve that pain and provide positive informational solutions to a lot of the challenges, especially that singles are facing. That's that's. That's important. That's it a, that's is a huge, yeah. huge topic. What do you think it is that prevents men from maybe being able to love themselves the way that you know you mentioned? Yeah, and you know, there's a chapter in the book called uh, "Create a Safe Space," and it's all about how there's a box that we as men are taught to live in. That box means you got to be strong, you can't cry, you got to earn money, you got to have women, you got to have lots of sex, you got to you know want power. You have to desire money and any or like sports and any man that doesn't fit that box. Most of the times growing up, when a man doesn't fit that box, they get met with violence. Stop crying. What's wrong with you? Don't be a wimp. Be quiet. What do we learn? To suppress. We learn that anytime I quote unquote show love, I'm called weak. I'm called soft. So any of those emotions we divorce ourselves from and we, we hide just to survive. So when we actually begin to fall in love or really want to open up to the woman that we're with, it becomes very hard because we have not practiced that. So that's why, you know, I say that about not knowing how to love because so lot, much of life is spent in suppression right. and in denial. Was there a time for you when you realized, well, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to love the way that I'm supposed to. That kind of caused a, a desire to shift because you didn't have those role models maybe to show you that you started seeking out the answers. Yeah, you know, I mean, I would say it really began in my dating life. Um, you know, when I was thinking of like, well, why am I so afraid of commitment and running from one dating situation to another? You know, there was also one of the uh, ladies in my church, not my church, the church I was going to in the Bay Area, who I had preached there one weekend, you know, and she just came up and told me straight up, you know, and I love that. The old church lady tell you the real, the real thing. <laughs> and she was like, yo, you don't know how to love, you know, and just because you're doing this doesn't mean that you're loving you know, and she's like, you got to, you got to figure that out. 
And so that was like, wait, you know, first I was a little, you know, offended. Like, what are you talking about? But then I left there and I was like, man, you know, she has, that's right. And so that being put in my face and being brought to me in such a, a way that I couldn't run from it, I realized that I had to start figuring this out. And it's still a process. You know I mean? I, I, I did not write the book as a, from a standpoint of I've mastered this. It's something I work on. Yep. It's something I'm dealing with every single day to become the best I can be and to learn how to do this. You know, you never can progress until you are honest about the areas in which you need the most progress. If you haven't had a chance to pick up a copy of my book, Good God, the one we want to believe in but are afraid to embrace, I want to encourage you to do so. It's available wherever books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, you name it, you can find Good God there. So grab a copy. You can also always get a copy at lucasmiles.org. And after you read it, I'd love to hear from you. If you liked it, hate it, shoot me a message. Let's stay in touch and make sure and keep visiting lucasmiles.org. That's all I have for you for today, but make sure and head over to iTunes and download the Lucas Miles Show and head over to faithwire.com where you can always get the Lucas Miles Show exclusively there and listen to our newest episode. We have all sorts of exciting guests, so check it out, the Lucas Miles Show. You know, those conversations are interesting when somebody approaches you like that. I remember there was a there was a guy in our our old church where I was just starting to preach and you know, I was an associate guy on staff. Nobody could reach this guy. He was just kind of the hard-hearted guy out in the crowd that came every single week. And after service, he goes, hey, I want to talk to you. And I thought, I did it. I reached this <laughs> guy, you know? And he comes up and he goes, did you know you said, um, 156 times, <laughs> you know, or something like that. And I, was, I mean, I was devastated. But after the fact, it caused me to go, I got to get better. I got, you know, this, and it, and it drove me right. to, I think about that, you know, even whether it's, you know, speaking on a, yeah. on a podcast or something else. So I think I'm down to like 120 ums per episode now. <laughs> so we're improving. We're getting better. Did day you by ever day. reach that guy? You know, I still see him periodically. I, I think that not the way that I would have liked, not the way that I would have liked. And I, I, we were only at that church about another year and then moved back to do a, to do a plant. I started, I planted our, our church at 24 and we, we're still there 15 years later. So it's been wild. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's amazing. That's not easy to do. It's It's been a journey for sure. It really has. Let's talk about, first of all, where can people find this book? They can find it everywhere books are sold. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, uh, Audible, everywhere books are sold. Did you do the, the audio book for it? I did. How was that experience? It was hard. Have you done that for, for some uh, of your past books as well? I did it for well? my last book. Okay. And it's it's hard, man. I mean, three days in a, in a recording booth Yeah, that's like like a little closet. So, um, you know, I got done with it, and, and people who are listening to it are liking it. I think that I think it just always is better when the author the author does yeah. it. So it's, yeah. uh, you know, kudos kudos on that work there. So definitely check that out, and we'll give some links to the to the book and everything else in our show notes so people have those. And and if you're watching, it might even pop up down here right as we're talking. Also, let's let's talk about this new film, Breakthrough. We're, we're here at the National Religious Broadcasters. I'm seeing posters everywhere. Are you? Okay, great. I haven't seen him yet. Yeah, I was. I had a little uh, kind of coffee stop with Mark Joseph, and he was commenting about the posters. And oh, saw what did he stuff. say? So he thought they looked great. So oh, yeah. okay. He's like, I need one of those big posters like that. So <laughs> yeah, so it, 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 the, all the, and there's some, there's some big names, you know, in this film. You got Chrissy Metz from This Is Us, Topher Grace, Josh Lucas. I had somebody call me Josh earlier because they saw the poster and they connected the name Lucas with Josh and they called me Josh Lucas. So that's, you're, you're <laughs> reaching people with the poster. So, Talk, talk to us about this project a little bit, Breakthrough. Yeah, you know, it's a true story of John Smith, who when he was 14 years old, he was playing on a frozen lake 
Uh, the sun began to come out. The ice began to melt. He fell through the ice. He was underneath the ice for 15 minutes, trapped with no oxygen. When they pulled him up, he was dead. He had no pulse. They took him to the emergency room. They tried to revive him for another 45 minutes. They couldn't do it. They go to his mother, who's waiting in the room, in the waiting room, and they say, we've done all we can do uh, for your son. If you'd like to say goodbye, now's your time. And she goes in the emergency room, and she just looks at her son in disbelief, like, no, I don't, I don't accept this. And so instead of saying goodbye, she goes over to his feet and says, Holy Spirit, bring back my son. And next thing you know, her son, John, gets his heart back his heartbeat back. It's amazing that that is the beginning and the catalyst of so many things that happen. But ultimately, John Smith, her son, walks out of that hospital on his own two feet, no brain damage, no lung damage, no eye damage, nothing, no evidence of what he's been through. And the doctors have searched the world to find, is there anyone else who was without oxygen in these circumstances for that long and recovered fully? There's no one else. He's the only one. And that is the breakthrough story that we tell and how that one miracle affected John's life, his mother's life, and everyone that came in contact with it. And Chrissy Metz from the hit NBC show, This Is Us, stars as Joyce. Marcel Ruiz stars as uh, John Smith. And as you mentioned, we have Topher Grace, who plays uh, the pastor. We have uh, Josh Lucas, who plays the father. We have Dennis Haysbert, who plays Dr. Garrett. We have Mike Coulter, who plays Tommy Shine. And we're just so blessed that all of these incredibly talented actors would lend us their talent. And so uh, that that film is going to be releasing. I mean, like right now when you're listening to this podcast. So you got to go yeah, wherever, right wherever now. near you. It's and this is this is national release. Yeah. Theaters everywhere. Bring your Kleenex. <laughs> and you know what's what's amazing is that this story and what I've heard from it and in talking with you, you know, you feel like you're giving a spoiler alert by talking about this kid's brought back to life, but that's really kind of the beginning of the story, Yeah, you know, in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's a catalyst uh, for all the other things that happen in the film. It's really the end of the first act. Do you, I mean, did you have a chance or or people part of the project to, to be able to interview some of the doctors involved? Or, I mean, is this something where the medical community goes, well, because his body temperature was so low and this might have, you know, because there's some scenario or people just going, we got nothing. We got nothing. I mean, you know, the medical, I mean, in the doctor's notes, it said patient prayed, mother prayed, excuse me, patient dead, mother prayed, patient came back to life. That's in the medical record. That's a, That's an official statement from the doctor because that's exactly what happened. And so, you know, some may say, oh, well, you know, because of the temperature, he was able to, you know, get his heart back. But let's say that was the case. Let's just say for a minute, even though it's not the case, let's say it was. It doesn't explain the fact that he has no damage. It's it's remarkable. I mean, it is a bona fide miracle, and, and the doctors call it a miracle as well. Right. Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. You know, and you think about, you know, story in scripture where God speaks from heaven and, it, you know, to Jesus and the those around him said, "Did it thunder?" You know, and there's always going to be naysayers that are that are looking for something else to describe. Always, the that's miraculous. Why we just can't uh, you know? We can't pay attention to them. We got to just keep moving to what God's doing in our life. What was it? I mean, is, is there something about the, the 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 real life story that attracts you as a filmmaker that makes you go, "That's the project that I want to get involved with"? Absolutely, because you know you can't. It's hard to argue with the truth. Like, this is what really happened. And I love to find the impossible or the improbable in the truth. So much more powerful than making it up. I mean, if I had just made that story up, you say, oh, that's cool, but you made it up. So, you know, you would, you, you would say, oh, well, that can't really happen. But the idea that it ain't made up and that it did really happen, yeah. how do you handle that? 
Did this come to you through a script? Did you see the story in the news and said, hey, we got to do this? No, I met the family while I was on TBN promoting okay. Miracles from Heaven, which was oh, another wow. film I produced. There I was, and there they were. And I They were just telling story. their story? Yeah. Okay. And I heard it, and I said, oh, my goodness. I said, I got to do this. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I know I have to do it. So I went to them that night and said, I, I want to help you tell your story. That was almost three, year, three years ago to the day. And here we are. John Smith just turned 18 years old, getting ready to graduate uh, high school. And he's going on to college. He's going to be studying uh, ministry. And it's just amazing that now he's alive because of the prayers of his mother. If she went in that room and said goodbye, he'd be dead right now. But she chose to do the opposite. And as a result, his life is forever changed as the result of so many others. Incredible. Incredible. The film is called Breakthrough. We'll have links uh, to the show notes, the website, and give you plenty more info out there. So check that out. Uh, Okay, I got to ask. I was going through your IMDb, doing a little Devon Franklin research, making sure I'm up to date. I saw He-Man. Oh, man. Can we talk about that? You know, I mean, listen. I I, was excited. The inner child in me. Uh, I, I'm a producer on this, but you know, Sony's been doing their thing. And so I'm not as involved as I would like to be Okay, because my deal is not there. And it's just a whole, it's just a whole big thing. So I don't have anything for you. I'm sorry. It's a sore spot. Unfortunately, I'm (laughs) trying to get it resolved. Okay. All right. Maybe by time this comes out, you'll have an update to the story. We We can give a little thing on the notes. There we go. No, that's awesome. What's next for you? Flaming Hot is uh, the story of Flaming Hot Cheetos. The creator of Flaming Hot Cheetos was a Mexican janitor that worked for Frito-Lay. And he came up with this idea that not only revolutionized, not only you know helped turn the company around, but it actually revolutionized the snacking industry. It's so inspirational. I mean, one of the most inspirational stories I've, I've come across. And so I'll be in production on that this summer, and we're looking to release it next year. Incredible. Incredible. Devon, I know you got a ton of places you got to be. you got the big premiere of the film tonight, which I'll be at, or screen of the film tonight yep. uh, here at NRB. Thank you for your time. Thank yeah, you for man. being on the show. Always a pleasure. Great Always seeing you. Always good seeing you. Thanks for giving me another chance to be here. Absolutely. Anytime. All right, brother. If you've enjoyed listening so far to the Lucas Miles Show, then I would like to invite you to head over to my website at lucasmiles.org. That's lucasmiles.org. And there you can find all sorts of goodies like my ebook, Unstoppable Grace, as well as my book, Good God. Also, if you haven't yet gone to lucasmiles.org slash missing chapter, you can go there and you can download a super secret chapter X, we're calling it, that didn't make it into Good God, but I think it's got all sorts of great material and resources for you. So, in the topic of that chapter is the story of authority. So make sure and head over there and grab that. It's at lucasmiles.org slash missing chapter. And please let us know what you think.